All right, so welcome back, FGT Nation. What I got up? Maddie Moses in the house. Oh, not stroking it solo. And I got with me, Sean O'Macaulay, Sean Boy. Is that my name? Are you sure that's my birth given name? I mean, my name's about Maddie legally. Yeah, so, I, I mean, mean, maybe I've been lying to you my whole life. You know what? I want to start off with a question for you. All right, maybe I got an answer. Okay. All these celebrities are fighting nowadays, <laughs> so I'm picking people from NFL. That I'm gonna ask you now. If they fought in their prime, yep. Um, we can discuss whatever performance-enhancing substances. Yeah. We, they might have been on at that time, but that's right. regardless. If these two players fought in, yeah. a, in an octagon, MMA style, not just boxing, All right. who's winning? Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor, the original LT. The, the original LT. All right. Or Ray Lewis. Or Ray Lewis. Yep. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, they're just full-blown brawling. MMA. If, uh, like, I'm going to go ahead and... Going at it. <laughs> I'm going to say it's a draw because those two men would not just, fight each other. <laughs> they would attend church and give sermons at 9 in the morning and then again at 11 and preach the word of God. And if you've ever seen Waterboy, friends, that's why you don't do drugs. Stop. <laughs> Hit that fucking intro music. Let's get it. versus fucking Ray Lewis. All right, so the problem with this is I've, I've overanalyzed this way too quickly. Yeah. So it boils down to these two individuals who are just maniacs on the field. Yeah. The problem, I think, it comes down to Lawrence Taylor's downfall is my man just did a lot of the white snow. My man loved to go skiing. Uh, and all <laughs> a lot seasons. of that nose candy. A lot of seasons. <clears throat> Excuse me. problem with so he would get that confidence, that false confidence. When he should have given up, he won't. Yeah. There's two types of crazy, you know, when it comes to fighting. Lawrence Taylor is that talking, yelling, screaming, that Conor McGregor-esque, yeah. you know, one of the first people. But the problem with that is that explosiveness is almost predictable in a, in a sense. Ray Lewis was that talk shit prior, but quiet as shit during. Yeah. Until it got to that point where he was, like, beating you. When Ray Lewis started talking shit, it was too late. See, when you talk about Ray Lewis talking shit... And how he escalates, like, he starts from, like, down here, and he works his way up here. No, Do you, you guys can't see, of... FGT Nation, you can't see that. Sean yeah. had his hand low, and then put that shit high. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you remember his Hall of Fame speech? Oh, how and could I not? How, like, how enthusiastic he was yeah. about the whole thing. The only thing I remember about it is listening to sports radio, and they would take his speech and put it to a beat. And you just hear him like give a sermon yeah. and going off all preacher style, and he's like five fifteen five seventy five. I love it. Like yeah. he to me, he's that quiet crazy that's way too confident. Yeah, Lawrence Taylor's just like on some stuff. See, I, I think they would if they were to fight. I think they would fight to the point where it would be a draw because of exhaustion. Yeah, there's no I winners. don't see Ray Lewis giving in or getting knocked out. And when you talk about cocaine with LT, I'm going I'm to tell you a story real quick. Uh, I'm not going to name any names for legal implica implications. I had a, a high school friend that, uh, that worked with me at a bar. 
And one night in this back alley at a bar, there was a guy completely toasted on coke. I won't fight a coke and, and he didn't fight back. Like, I mean, he started to. That's how it started, yeah. that false confidence. And uh, my high school friend is hands down the toughest kid I've ever met. And this kid literally... Shout out just, to you, Crystal. <laughs> he put his hands down, and I just watched this man throw haymaker after haymaker with no restraint at this dude's face. And he beat him so bad that they had to swap out the dumpster from another company. They swapped him and painted it so it wouldn't tie back to the bar we had worked at. But he beat this man to the point where, like, I don't know how he was still alive, got up and walked away. And it was because of that nose candy that he just, it, like... Now, the next day, that, it really it was hurt. Just, it was murder by hands. The next day, and really This hurt. guy walked away. Oh, yeah, he felt it for the next year. <laughs> he woke up and just went, good morning. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, my God. No, but you know, like, that's the thing. Like, LT, yeah. I feel like... He walked out of his bedroom and his mom was like, what the hell happened to your face? <laughs> he stepped outside and felt like the wind yeah. knocked the fucking yeah. shit out of his face. <laughs> you don't look like your father anymore. <laughs> no. So, the whole... Yeah, like, that, that's like, that's what I'm saying. With LT, he'd be past the point where he should have given up. Yeah. But just... His, his brain would be like, whoa! <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell you it, it's FGT Nation, but uh, this is going to just be a fun episode. There's not going to be too many facts in this episode. We're going to shoot the shit. We're going to talk about some recent trades. Fact. Some fact. We're going to talk about some recent trades. We're going to talk cool. about some implications. Uh, guys landing in certain spots. Some fun things to do with your league. Uh, Matt's point scoring system on how he rates men and whether or not they drop... It's all them. about the ass. Yeah. Do, when you stand to pee, do you just... Gently pull out your, you know, wing-wing and pee? Or are you one of those people that, like, full trousers to your ankles and then you stand there and pee so everyone can see your ankles? Uh, I have to spice it up, actually. Trouser to ankle, shirt overhead, eye contact <laughs> the guy next to me. I'm making sure there's no backsplash on my clothes. Once the, once that stream starts, I'm looking for the first the first set of eyes that locks with me. I'm now in with you the whole experience. Are you Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the journey. Are you with 90% of American men? Where you you have both hands in that vicinity when you take a pee, Here's or are real. you that like ten percent where you put one on your Johnson to take a pee and the other one firmly goes up on the wall like yeah. No, here's the I real don't thing. I need two hands for this sucker. The, and then you know when this is all said and done, we'll wrap it up with what to really do if it's still <laughs> hard after four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Seek medical help after. Fucking asshole. <laughs> all right. So off air, Matt just told me he's getting half off his weed supply, so you can expect plenty more of Matty I Fart and Queef part the seas Moses. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it, boys. I apologize for the subpar jokes lately. I've been having to buy the subpar stuff due to financial reasons. Yeah. But going forward, we're fixing that. Yeah, your boys living the high life. Hey. Hey. Quick shout out. I want to start off with Damian Winslow at Infected Concepts. Check out the merch. It's dope as fuck. He can make it for you, too. Yeah, he can. Do you know what he made for me the other day? What's up? Custom undies. Ooh! No, I'm kidding. I should I should see if he'll make me a pair, though. Damien, we'll talk. Yeah. Make a spank me sign on my ass for Kristen. Oh, God. <laughs> it's getting pretty sunny out, though, hasn't it? Yeah, dude. So while Can, we're on can that, people fix that? Yeah, you can. You can Global get a, warming. You can, get a, you can get it. 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 That's me. That's me. I'm the stuttering one. Uh, let, I'm going to give a quick shout out to my boy Justin Dennis over at SlickShades.com Slick with a Y, son S-L-Y-K Speaking of K-Y 
Yeah. You go over there, you drop you drop the bottle, you drop your pants, you do whatever. You drop that promo code at oh! 20 at your purchase in that motherfucking shopping cart and get you some nice sunglasses. He's also got hoodies up there. They're expanding their horizons. Ooh. Yeah, he, he hooked me up with one the other day, and it is comfy. And as you, as we all know, us large dudes like us some comfy hoodies, and so yeah. do our girlfriends. So that's SLYK.com, promo code FGT20. Matt's over here coughing away. <coughs> God damn. <laughs> you, you got that good shit? I'm getting too excited. You got that good good? Nah. Where, where can we find Damien? I mean, this is just saliva, but you can find Damien at Infected Cup. Infected Concepts <laughs> on Facebook. You can check him out. I, infected, you can spell Infected Concepts. Come on. Can you spell Infected Concepts? I can, but I'm not taking up 30 seconds of airtime just by spelling two <laughs> words. <So. laughs> All right, let's roll on in. Let's do it. Let's talk about uh, some recent Patriot accusations. Ooh. Acquisitions, not accusations, because that's yeah. not even a word. That's like a combination of I just, accusations I roll and acquisitions, because I like to, you know... Mesh my words together to try He's and save time. He's a fat guy trying and, and to it talk. doesn't work all the time. You know what I mean? My my biggest offense when it comes to mixing up my words, dude, is every time I go to like a D'Angelo's or like a Bridgewater House of Pizza. Who the fuck goes to D'Angelo's? I do, bro. Best steak and cheese. Yo, no, 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 no. But it, it decent compared Wrong. to some of the shit around here. Wrong. Um, my biggest offense though is when I go in, I say, "Can I get a chicken steez?" A chicken steez. Yeah, I mix up the first letters all the time. This episode brought to you by Dyslexia. <laughs> all right, so what did the Patriots do just recently? I'm not going to lie. I think I can finally say I'm excited by this one. Yep. Traded a third-round pick yep. for a fifth-round pick and Devontae Parker. Which... When I first posted that on the Facebook page, if if any of y'all follow us, awesome. If, if you, you don't, don't get you on should. there, follow us, FGT underscore podcast. We post tons of crazy shit all the time. For those of you that do still currently follow us, a lot of you follow us on the like fan page. Yep. We are trying to navigate it back to the actual like business type page so we can promote it properly. What so- I think I'm going to do, not to cut you off, <clears throat> is with the actual page... Um, I'm going to use that strictly to promote just the episodes and not all the fun shit that we make. I'm going to keep the group just for the fun shit and, you know, the post for the podcast yeah. and stuff because it's easier for everyone to interact, but I'm going to post strictly just the podcast well, that's what I'm say. to the we're to, not, to the page. That's what I'm saying. We're not trying to navigate strictly towards it. We're trying yeah. to, like, integrate that to the, hey, this is the actual like, episode drops, so make sure you're following both the fan page. And yeah. the uh, the actual real page FGT underscore podcast. Yeah. You'll see our t- yeah. our our goofy ass faces oh, yeah. in the pictures. Yeah, one the page <laughs> is just easy to interact with everyone. Um, actually, I got that backwards. The group is the interacting one. Uh, the page is simply for promotion. It's a lot easier for us to try and get the name out there and use promoting practices on Facebook. That's the only reason why we got two. Uh, but back to the Patriots. I have you know, one more thing first. All right. For those of you that have bought merch, feel free to send us pictures, to post it on the group. Let us know how it looks. You want to throw a little modeling session? You want us to model it for you? Let us know. Okay. Justin, if you're listening, this is a shout out for you, my brother. Put on your shades. I know you got that t-shirt, bro. And let's do some modeling. Ooh, ooh. Vogue. He's a good-looking guy too. Like <clears throat> I'd probably sleep with him. 
don't tell Kristen. Kristen, if you're listening, hopefully you weren't listening, listening, because, you know, that's a little weird. But <laughs> um, I'm going to bite my tongue on that. All right, so, <laughs> so back to New England. Uh, I have posted that I like this, and I hated it at the same time. I didn't love it. And that was first glance at this trade. And then I had read a report that broke this trade down. Now, we gave up a third-round pick, and in, re- in exchange, we got Devontae Parker and a fifth round. Now, originally, I was pissed off, and I would imagine Moses was pissed off as well because we had seen Bobby Trees go for a sixth. Uh, clearly, Bobby Trees, in my opinion, is a much better player than Devontae Parker. Um, we had also seen Amari Cooper move for a, a fifth and a sixth, I believe, and he's hands down a better player than you know Bobby Trees and Devontae Parker. So in my eyes, we I think we overpaid for Parker. And then they broke down the trade, and I, re- I read about it. Now, let's touch back on J.C. Jackson. When he went to the Chargers in free agency and essentially left the Patriots, that gives the Patriots a compens- uh, compensatory pick. That pick is projected to be in the third round. Now, with that compensatory pick, we essentially got DePonte Parker for free. How do you feel about that? I'll be honest. Uh, initially, I didn't even focus on the whole, yeah. you know, well, Robert Woods did this, too, because those were different situations. Those were Yeah, injuries, all, salary yeah. dump. Woods just, came off, just like, Woods just came off an injury. Cooper's very expensive. Yeah. <clears throat> I, you know, I know a lot about Devontae Parker, or I should say more than most of England fans, for the, the sense that shout out to my cousin Alex, uh, the Dolphins fan down in Florida, so I had to give him shit for being it, so I had to pay yeah. attention. I didn't like Devontae Parker early in his career. I thought he dropped a, yeah, a couple he, of passes. I feel like he really fixed that. Yeah. I feel like going in, in the next season, he would have been crowded in that Miami team. Yeah. And I feel like we really need a proven veteran guy that can actually perform. Yeah. I was actually just trying to find the post you put up, and unfortunately couldn't find the comment in time. So do you remember the person that was actually talking about Parker being a third receiver on our team. You talk to him. Who is yeah. it? Oh, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> okay, because I'm taking yeah. I'm taking the time to find this because I genuinely he's not a third receiver. I want hold on, hold on. Yeah. Josh Reynolds. I thought I knew it was one of the Reynolds boys. <laughs> so Josh, I'm co- I'm wearing a Stone Cold shirt for you guys. I can't tell because shout out Stone Cold for the first time in 19 years wrestled last night, and I'm still running high. So Josh Reynolds, I'm coming for you, brother. Okay. You're fucking wrong. There's not even a joke to be made. There is a joke to be made, but I'm stressing my seriousness. You're fucking wrong. For you to say that Parker could maybe be three, but you see Bourne as the... What fucking games were you watching last year? And this isn't me being an asshole. I genuinely want to know what you saw last year that gave any showing or confidence that we have a single receiver on our team that could be a number one. Yeah. I would understand you maybe talking about Jacoby Myers because he has kind of become the slot consistent catch him and run guy. But even that, yeah. on most teams in the NFL, he's number two at best. Yeah. The fact that we have anyone on our team who's a clear cut number one before Devontae Parker came in is fucking wrong. Yeah. Devontae think, Parker, who, yes, didn't have the best season last year, wasn't he hurt or something like that? He had something. See, now, if we dig deep into this, 
last year and the year before, Devontae Parker really didn't have great seasons. He was very injury plagued. If you go back to 2019, he had a phenomenal, phenomenal year. He was a top 12 wide receiver, just just in the regular stats, not fantasy. Um, if you take away his injuries and what he was projected to do, he's a top five wide receiver. Uh, when people want to bring up... So, hold, real quick, yeah. why do you figure that? So you're telling me a guy was a top tier receiver, yep. and then they drafted a new young quarterback who then built his chemistry differently... So it's not necessarily that the good receiver was bad. Maybe he didn't fit in. Injuries. <gasps> he was injured. Yeah. So yeah. So he was injured. Could but keep a rhythm. Miami also followed that uh, jo- Joey Burr and Jamar Chase. Go out and, and they go went out and, get and the they penguin. got his college wide receiver. So that's an instant. You know, let's move him up. There's already chemistry. These guys have already bonded. They know how each other plays. Um, They're the number yeah. one. Devontae Parker, uh, I think coming to New England is going to be a resurgence for him. I hope he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, I think he's clearly the number one. Um, We had talked before, Nelson Aguilar. He's flashy at best, but he's not not a clear-cut wide receiver one. Just before we started this podcast, I had had a debate on Facebook with someone in the Patriots gang, United, whatever it was, and they were saying how... Uh, Mac Jones is the Who? worst deep threat Mac Jones, Jones. Uh, quarterback in the league next to like Danny Dimes. Like he had like a seven no. percent completion percentage <clears throat> in a tight window downfield. Yada yada yada. And they were comparing him to Justin Fields, who was in the upper echelon, like fifty plus percent. Granted, their playing times are drastically different. You know what I mean? Justin Fields really didn't play as much as Mac Jones, where Mac Jones was essentially a starter the entire season from front to back. Um. One stat that I did look at that a lot of people dismiss is catchable rate. Uh, what a catchable rate is, is... Can the motherfucker yeah. catch the ball? So, what they had is done... Is it a playable is, football? I, I took Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney. Uh, Darnell Mooney, downfield deep threat in a contested catch, had a 77.1% catchable pass rate, which means... Drop percentages over here. 77% of the time, when a ball was thrown his way, they were catchable. Now, Darnell Mooney only caught uh, 53% of those passes. Then you break it down even further. Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones! Thank you. You didn't do it the first time. I had to help myself. Had 92.7% catchable down the field. And he only completed, I think, 7%. But if you take just Nelson Aguilar into that equation, Nelson Aguilar only caught 54% of those catches. So the ball downfield, 100, 100% of the time, 90... All right, let's fucking dumb it so down because I'm he's trying, trying to trip trying, up. Trying, yeah. all right, so he's what I'm real, trying to say is if, if he's throwing 10 here. balls downfield to Nelson Aguilar, nine of those are catchable, but he's only catching five. When you get someone like Devontae Parker, who has great hands... Good separation. I think Devontae Parker's average separation between him and a defender is about 1.6 yards. Um, When you stretch that downfield and Mac Jones is going to throw you nine catchable balls out of ten, I could see Devontae Parker catching seven or eight of those. Absolutely. So all that stuff's going to, you know, raise up. It's going to be great for New England. It's going to be great for fantasy. Mac Jones, I think, has 
the best target of his career. I would say he's granted better, that's not. I would much. say he's better than both the tight ends. He's better than every wide receiver. I love Kendrick Bourne. I want to see him develop. I think our depth chart but he now has to is going to go Parker Bourne then Aguilar. So I think Aguilar for those of you that got kind of lost in the Sean shuffle because Sean loves percent- <laughs> Sean loves percentages. Basically, what he's saying is there's you know, everyone loves to look at oh well, he's not he's not a deep threat. Yeah. Look at that he can't throw deep. But there's so much more th- than just that upfront number. It matters. Can the you know can, one can the receiver catch the ball? But two, can the quarterback give him a ball that, that he can even try to catch? Yeah. So, with what we have right now, we don't have in in New England. I say we as in New England because in case yeah. you haven't listened by now, we're, we're New, England New England Patriots fans. fans. Once we get the video set up, you'll see that. Don't yeah. worry. We'll have our Chad Jacksons. <laughs> we'll have our Bethel Johnson. We'll have our uh, Lawrence Maroney gear everywhere. Yeah. Just the cl- just the legends, really. Yeah, we're, but, ju- we're just waiting to like actually turn this room into a studio instead of drywall with plaster and a microphone attached to a, an old baby changing table. <laughs> yeah, you guys need something more, more to look at than that. Yeah. We're sad enough to look at. We don't need to give you that. But, yeah. but, but what I'm saying is... In New England, Mac Jones hasn't had a guy that can go and get it. Yeah, you need a receiver that can go and get it. Devontae Parker not only can go and get it, but he's looking for a chance, in my opinion, to show he can go and get it. Yep. Um. So yeah, we gave up a third for him, but as I've made known, and I'll keep fucking preaching, I don't give a shit yeah. about draft picks for Bill Belichick because he, unless we need defensive players, yeah, he won't do anything with them. He can he can draft defense and fat guys, and he's also very good at finding defensive players that are given up on, need a second opportunity, coming off an injury, coming off the scrap heap free agency. Adelius Thomas, baby, and, and we're gonna touch on this. I know you're not too excited about the signing, but I am fucking pumped to get Peppers here. I think he is great. He's just coming off his rookie contract. But why contract. would we sign Julius Peppers? He's like forty five years old. <laughs> Jabril, <laughs> Jabril. <laughs> No, no, it's not that's that I'm not, He's 25, it's 26. It's not that I'm not happy with it. I just don't think it's as pressing an issue as we need right now. We don't have a strong safety. We don't have weapons on offense at all. We have... We have. Um, we waited too long. Adrian Phillips. Waited way too long. Jabril Peppers is a better player than Phillips. No, but but he's but he's more serviceable than what we have at receiver. Is what I was. Yeah. Now now that now, we've, now that we've gone up and gotten yeah, Devontae Parker, Parker, it allows me to be happy about. Yeah. But but my my problem was I'm not going to be happy about any trades or signings until we address the fact that we've had no one to give the fucking football to. Yeah. We're not even we're not done. We still no. need to continue. See, I'm happy with what we've started to do. What we've started to do, I think, sets the gears in motion. Uh, one of the best wide receivers in this upcoming draft class, in my opinion, is Jameis Wilson. He's coming off an ACL tear. He's rehabbing. He's moving. There's videos of him running. Time I up. think this Devontae Parker trade is the perfect opportunity to draft someone of that caliber and let him get healthy and come back like midseason. So you're telling me his name is what, Winston? Wilson. Oh, Jameis Wilson? Yes. Jameis Wilson tore his ACL the same year quarterback Jameis Winston tore his ACL. That sounds like a fucking... When Tom Brady got suspended, Dom Grady was in a play type situation to me. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not, a, I'm not a quarterback. I'm a wide receiver. 
Jameis Wilson. That's some <laughs> stupid shit he would do. <laughs> he would stretch that <laughs> way too far. <laughs> but, alright. So, uh, next on the agenda, now that we've gotten our Pats talk out of the way for this evening. We had to do it. We had to. Uh, just touch on a few things. I wanted to get it off my chest. I know Moses wanted to get it off his chest like chest hair. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> wax on, wax off, baby. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. We're going to touch on to some things you can do in your league. Uh, drafting. Um, different things you can do with drafting. Different things you can do with point scoring. Um, shit like that. I'm starting to ramble on, so I'm going to stop. We're going to take a break. I'm going to go fist fight Moses on my porch. Before you do that, yeah, so like... Going into this is basically to help those people that are football fans and fantasy friendly but haven't really had a chance to start yet. We're going to break down some different leagues you might see and how you'd want to draft in those leagues. By the way, fuck you, Sean. Let's fight. Shirts off. Can I take my pants off, too? I was going to request it. All right. Let's go. All right. So it was a draw similar to our LT and Ray Lewis discussion. We are both way too coked up. Yeah. (laughs) We're We're just too coked up. Sorry. And by that I mean the drink, Coca-Cola. Not a sponsor unless they want to be. That would be a great sponsor. Do you know how much Diet Coke we go through in my house? You know how much soda I drink in my... Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, why do we still have teeth? I basically am their sponsor, but no. (laughs) Getting into it. We're going to talk about fantasy football, just breaking down some different, you know... Scoring scoring tiers. Yeah, scoring tiers. Yeah. And league setups. Yeah. You know, because I know a lot of people, personally, that are football fans... And would love to, to get into fantasy, but are overwhelmed with, you know, the idea. Yeah. So we're hoping to maybe ease that, you know. And also, feel free, if we don't cover some questions you might have. Jump in. Jump in. Comment, DM. Put a post, a DM. Slide into our DMs. Whatever Ladies. you want. Yeah, smoke signal, send a raven. Yeah. Whatever you want. Like <laughs> Send a raven. Yeah. No, so. <laughs> start. Um, first things first is standard league is, you know, standard scoring. Not so. There's. The standard PPR, non-PPR, that just means points per reception. You got that all wrong. Standard is non-PPR. Uh, oh, oh, standard yeah, half three. PPR and uh, PPR. Thank you. Standard yeah. half PPR, PPR means points per reception. It means additionally, a person that catches a football will get points for just catching it. So Matt's going to touch on standard. I'm going to do half point PPR. And then we'll both yeah. touch the PPR. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Woo! So right. standard is typically broken down to a quarterback... Two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, a flex position, which is a skill position. So running back, receiver, or tight end, mm-hmm. not quarterback, and then a defense and a kicker, depending on you know the formats of your of that. You might see in lieu of a kicker or defense, or just in general, you might see an extra flex player like we have. Some people have run in two quarterbacks. We might touch on that later. Yeah, but for standard, that's a super flex league. Exactly. That's yeah. Well. well We'll jump into um, roster format after we talk about scoring. Yeah, the basics are first. So, yeah. like I said, I, I broke down the positions. Quarterback, two running, running backs, that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, the, the first one. That's, I, your, I, that's your standard lineup. The first quarterback, two running backs, two, two wide receivers, receivers, a tight end, a flex, flex player, defense. a defense, and a kicker. So, with that, that's typically one of two options, redraft or keeper. But for the... For the, for the most part, we're just looking at this breakdown right now. This is just purely redraft, no keepers yeah. at all. So every that. so every year, it doesn't matter if you draft a guy who's 40 or 21, no one's staying, you're doing it again. So at this point, all you want to focus on 
is, and this is what I would think would be, is the easiest for the new to fantasy but been watched but seasoned football fan because you're going to want the top guys. You're going to want the guys who consistently are in the race for MVP or in the discussion for best of their position. You know, you don't got to, you don't need to worry about are they aging? Are they, do, do they have options down the line? What's going on? It's nope. How do I think this person is going to do this year? Yeah. That's literally, when you break it down as simple as that, you want the best people for right now. So that's a drafting strategy, not the scoring format. True. You just spent five minutes depicting a drafting strategy okay. when you're supposed to talk about a standard scoring format. Okay, well, that's what I thought I was That's what with. happens when you're high. I can well, see your pupils. Well, no, in my defense, I was actually referring to drafting format this whole time. I didn't want to talk about, I don't know, fucking points. Well, that, that's what I thought we were jumping into was standard scoring. I meant standard, the, the drafting stuff on it. My Man, that's not. I know. I fucked up the wording. We do this sometimes. It's words. All right, all right. Keep going. So you know, I want to, because scoring can vary. We were in a league. I'm not going to drop her name, Vicky, but <laughs> she had a very strange scoring system. I, st- I still don't get it. Love you, Vicky. Quarterback score like, a, Drew Brees scores like a hundred fucking points a game. And like and and that's not me shitting on it. I just don't understand it, and that's why it's hard to talk scoring because, like, ideally you'd want to find a standard scoring league. Yeah, I don't know what the standards so are. So a standard scoring league for those who are completely and utterly turned around by Matt talking about I want draft. strategies instead of the standard scoring league. A standard scoring league is you get one point for every twenty-five passing yards from your quarterback. You get four points for every touchdown from that quarterback. You get minus two points for every interception. Then when you move on to receivers, you get one point for every ten yards. You get six points for every touchdown, and that's it. You jump onto running backs, and it's the same. You get one point for every ten rushing, one point for every ten passing, six points for every touchdown. Same thing goes for the tight end. You break it down to defense. Um, it's Defense and special teams is bracket scoring. So what that is is you start out with 12 points, and it gradually goes down based on how many yards that defense gives up. Uh, most leagues, you get two points per interception. Uh, you get two points per fumble, and you get four points for, per defensive touchdown. Uh, kickers, you get a point based on how far... Uh, a field goal is yeah, 20, 30, yeah, 40, you get 50, one, so two, on, so three, forth. depending on the yardage. And then it's typically just one point per point after attempt made. Now, um, you will also see some variance in, like, for the receivers or, or um, running backs, if they have a big gain, you know, like if a, if a receiver gets, you know. A, that's in customized scoring format. See, I've only ever been in that, though. So I know. To me, that's standard. So I shouldn't have had you do standard. No. All right. So standard is literally just everything I said. Uh, if you jump into half point PPR, all that is is you're tacking on a half point additional reception per just per reception, whether it be a reception for the running back, tight end, or for the wide receiver. Whoever catches get, the football, yeah, you get half a point per catch. Can so you? That helps can they guess boost. what a full PPR <laughs> is? So that helps boost the scoring. That's another way to make you know wide receivers more relevant than tight. Uh, than running backs uh full point ppr is simply you just get a full point uh per reception uh we're gonna take a quick break right now and then we're gonna jump into some ideas for custom scoring 
much like what Moses was kind of touching on in the beginning. All right, let's take a break. Let's do All right, well, we're on the topic of discussing scoring formats after we've already talked about uh, standard, half-point, and full-point PPR. Uh, I'm going to give you some ideas on different types of scoring. So what I've done in my personal leagues is we've There's gone... first base, second <laughs> base, third base... Home run. Now, a ground rule double is funny because if they're sisters... No. Okay. Yeah, we, did, we did a baseball episode. We're already over that. Yeah, um, some things I've done to amp up the scoring in my leagues is I've increased um, quarterback touchdowns from four to six because I think that only makes sense. Uh, I've also increased um instead of points per reception it's another form of ppr which is points per rush so what i've done is you get half a point for every two rush attempts which if you break it down every four rush attempts is a full point um every and most four rush attempts, that, you know, the most big name backs yeah, are getting 20 carries it is usually the equivalent to a decent wide receiver getting four catches you know what I mean? That just it helps boost up the scoring. I don't know about you, but I enjoy an intense, high-scoring game. Not ridiculously out of control like a three hundred to four hundred game, but I enjoy seeing scores on average go into the one twenties. And oh, that's yeah. that's just the way to help elevate it. Um, another thing we've done is a tight end premium. Uh, tight end premium scoring is instead of a full point PPR, it's a point and a half per reception and that's strictly for the tight ends it helps make the tight ends more relevant it helps bring guys up from that bottom tier i don't give a fuck leave them on the scrap heap it helps you look more into you know is there a tight end that's going to get six catches but only get you know 30 yards it it's, also it's going to help him bring up and, and well, it also just helps make it more position. yeah it helps a position that in the in the past 10 years and yeah. i'd say past like seven years yeah has gone from having the Several high-profile tight ends yeah. to the one or two, and then the and then there's a different tier, and then from there you got to pick, you know. So it allows the tight end position to be more relevant. Yep. Uh, another thing I've also done is I didn't increase the point point after attempt for kickers. Um, I have elevated the distance kicking. You know what I mean. So when you get a Justin Tucker hitting a fucking sixty-yard field goal for a record. You're going to get six points out of it because that's, in, in my opinion, that's pretty fucking impressive. Um, another thing to help counterbalance that is every point after attempt missed, you lose a point. So there is a chance that your kicker could give you negative points. Which we've I, seen that happen. Similar to tight ends, the past couple of years, I mean, again, seven to 10, you've been seeing it. There used to be kickers where, you know, you didn't have to worry about drafting a kicker because. You know, okay, when it finally came around to that point, there was enough to go yeah, around. Everyone just took a kicker in the last round. Yeah, and and you stuck with that guy. Yeah. Bar an injury. You didn't give a fuck. I can't see the past two years. That was basically yeah. streaming kickers. I took Justin Tucker in the 10th round last year. Yeah. You know, that's because I wanted a soluble, reliable kicker that I didn't have to worry about. I don't even think I, I think I drafted a kicker just to fill the spot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I dropped the guy I drafted before I even started the season, and I, I don't I won't necessarily stream a guy every single game. I hate doing that just yeah. for the fact that that's too much work for me. But I, I love getting a kicker for like a little three to four game stretch. Yeah. Give, a little hot find, stretch. Find a little hot streak. Unless yeah. you can like, you know, you a find like Hoku. an Elliot. Yeah, a Hoku. You know what I mean? Someone, <laughs> Nick Fol- someone like, that you know, comes like, in. Like Nick Folk. Nick, Nick Folk came yeah. in a couple of games. 
Killing it. Yeah. He was he was the and, and uh thinking back on it, I actually think he was the number one kicker overall last year. Which is absurd to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he just he would not miss in point afters, which was just insane. Well, it was funny to me because he didn't look like because we, we didn't seem like we were on a team that scored enough to, to do that, but then you yeah. think about it and that's exactly what you want though. Yeah, because how you many want times a team did that we gets drive there, down the field but not and he got that little dink, 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 you know what I mean? There was just the so many 35, 37 yeah. yarder. That's yeah, that, that racks up in the fantasy world. Oh um, yeah. Speaking of like kickers and and streaming stuff, a lot of people stream defenses and uh, a way in my league to help boost performance from a defense. Uh, when you look at your 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 lineup, it says D slash ST, which is defense slash special teams. Now, in standard scoring, if you don't alter it at all. Uh, you don't get really any credit for special teams. Do you mean special teams? Like, so what I did, like Jaguar, <laughs> like Jacksonville and Detroit. That are no, just no, like, no, special teams. Special teams, like our wonderful signing of Matthew Slater. Special. Oh, teams. okay, okay. No, but what I had done is I started giving um, rewards for punt return yards and kick return yards. Because how many times in the fantasy world? I don't know if it's happened to you, but it's happened to me. And it's one in particular, Julian Edelman. <laughs> wasn't Jules, I think it was Danny Amendola. Took a punt back for like 75 yards and kind of ran out of gas as he got to the goal line and got tackled. I got no points in reward for that at all. You know, I was so pissed because then the kid I was playing against, all he did was dump it off to LeGarrette Blunt for four yards and a touchdown. I don't know. That was like four but, years yeah. ago and he's still salty about yeah. it. That's just one way to help. Customize like your scoring formats. Question you know, for you: Improve, um, just overall excitement when you're watching the games. Because like me and Matt just said off here, if you go strictly standard scoring format, and and what Yahoo or ESPN provides as their scoring formula, it's fucking boring. Well, it also kind of takes the fun of it because then, so like, like I said, standard is really good for the. Seasoned football fan looking to just get yeah, into get, get your feet wet because it's, it's not, very by the book. It's very yeah. much who's the best. You don't but, have to overanalyze. But that's it. also if you've done fantasy, that that yeah. can also make it boring because you know, okay, it's gonna be the Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. But like you're gonna if you you know if you can't get one of these guys in a trade or through through the draft, you're not gonna win. Like yeah, and it's unfortunate. So. Use it as a way to get into fantasy, but you'll find and you'll find it. You know, after the, the first season or two, you'll want to move on to a more advanced. Now, I want to ask you a question specifically with the defense special teams. All right, go ahead. Speaking of keeping it interesting, keeping it spicy, yeah. some leagues do this. I was in a league for about 20, uh, 20 minutes that did this, and then they shut the <laughs> league down. They vetoed this immediately. They're like, "Yeah, we're closing it out. I want to reopen the, the league with the same draft. We're not doing this." And they had defensive players. I I've tried that. It's I think fantasy is an offensive game. Uh, I think there is just way too much that you have to dive into to get. Uh, I forget. I think they call them individual defensive players, IDPs. Yep. Um, I I've wanted to be in a league like that, but I'm hesitant. I feel like personally, the, the this league nowadays doesn't have the explosive defensive players. Yeah. You see more of a team defense. And I'm not saying that you don't have the guys that are shut down players. We talk about the Vaughn Millers. We're going to talk about guys like Joey Bosa, Khalil yeah. Mack. But you're not seeing the singular shutdown cornerback who well, they, not, the not cornerback still throw it to yeah. and he's still getting three picks a game. How, how do you 
take someone, speaking of cornerbacks, if you have a Jalen Ramsey who's a shut-down cornerback and one of the best in the league they right don't now, anymore. they don't throw that way. Or if they do throw that way, he's breaking up the passes and this, that, well, and the other thing. Say, back in the day, they used but to. But you, you can't give too many points for breaking up a pass because then you've got no-name cornerbacks that can do that too and will rack up the points because they're getting targeted all game yep. long. How do you make Jalen Ramsey fantasy relevant compared to a you know a Diggs out in out in Dallas who will give up plays all day long? Who will give that wide receiver you know two hundred fucking yards? But then get but a pick get in the, the fourth pick quarter and make the game change because he's always playing for the pick and the pick is the money maker because that's going to get you the points. I feel like if you're going to do individual players, then you need to be in a defensive league. Yeah. Where you're going to structure your league custom in a defensive manner. Yeah. So that the players that do that do still get the sacks and the big plays can get rewarded accordingly, but also need to have the risk associated. Yeah. Trayvon Diggs would not be a number one in fantasy if you were going to build it appropriately. Because, yes, he gets a pick, but he gave up 135 yards that game. Yeah. So that's still about if three they, points. There's got to be a way to counteract it and counterbalance it. I'm pretty sure there is in people but who that's run way more IDP advanced. leagues. Yeah, but it's way more advanced. That, that's over my head. That's something that I'm really not too interested in personally. Um, if someone wants to drop something in the comments and try to get me hyped Josh on Reynolds. it, I'm all for it. I'm coming through the whole um, episode, motherfucker. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Stay tuned. I lost my train of thought. We're going to take a break. Sugar, sugar, choo, fucking choo. all over the place right now. So here at FGT, where everything's made up and the points don't matter. You know what else is made up? What? My penis size. A hey. average, quote unquote. All right, so Matt's going to kick it off. He's going to give you a quick strategy and his thoughts on how he approaches uh, his draft from the front. And then if he's feeling frisky... He's going to tell you how he'd do it from the back. <laughs> Giggity. We'll do like the first three picks. Yeah, so we're focusing right now. This is in reference to a redraft standard you know, like standard point league. So no one's coming back next year. This is just a, a this year, this year alone. So what I, what I do is maybe a little specific to me. Some people might focus on, you know, do I want to focus on heavy positions? Do I want to just be running back heavy, receiver heavy? What do I want to do? For me, if I'm going just for these first three rounds, my focus is to take the three best available positional players. Yeah. Meaning, you know, it might be the Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, you know, Delvin Cook running back for the first pick, and then we swing, and you know, I know regardless of how the that draft goes up to that point, I'm not going to be screwed because I'm not focusing on players or one position. And I do that because you can't predict how things are going to go. So I don't want that fear of, oh, shit, it's not going how I want. Nope, it doesn't matter. Everything happened. Who's the next guy up? Because in those first three picks, you could take three running backs. You could take three receivers. It's not going to matter because with that flex, yep. all three of those players you pick are going to start. So that's why all I care about are what three players are going to score me the most points in these picks. Exactly, because like you said, if you go three RBs, that's both your RBs, one and two, and then you could always start the third one in the flex. Or if you went three wide receivers, that's both your wide receivers, one and two, and you can start one in the flex. Now, with that being said, typically 
it is advised to go running back heavy because it is easier to get more receivers. There's more out there. You're typically seeing more, there's more break crazy candidates. crazy fact. There's more receivers on the field than running backs and really? offense. So that's why <laughs> typically, but that's what like I said, it it dictates as yeah. far as positional. You just want to get, in my opinion, the three guys and score you the most points because. And the reason I say it doesn't matter on positions because for some years it was a tight end. Yeah. For some years it was a quarterback. But Patrick, there was one year Patrick Mahomes put up like sixty points a fucking game. Yeah, it was unreal. So that's why for me it's hard to focus on positions because I just want to look at the big picture of what guys are going to get me the most points consistently. You know, it's going to because it varies on who's the best athlete, who has the best situation where they're the biggest star for them. Yeah. And opposed to Mount, there's so much to focus on. So, bottom line, let's win it. Most points, that's all I care about the first three rounds. And not for nothing, to to jump right onto the train that you have started rolling down those tracks, I completely agree with your take on drafting the best player available regardless of position in those early rounds because those are going to be your point chasers. Those are going to be your, your go-getters. Those are your locks. Yeah. Um, Set it and forget it for those people that yeah. <laughs> I I've approached drafts. I, I've been playing fantasy football for well over a decade. I've gone into drafts you great with different right? mindsets of, like this year, all right, I'm going to draft the best player at each position until I have a number one at each position, whether that be I go wide receiver then running back, then quarterback, and that strategy works, and then it doesn't work because I'm in multiple leagues. I've also unintentionally always gone running back heavy. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. I've also gone with that zero RB strategy where you go wide receiver heavy and then you get your tight end and you you approach that road. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Fantasy is an ever-evolving sport. Uh, Your draft also changes your strategy you can enter the draft and have that mindset of i'm gonna take all rbs and completely throw it right out the fucking window because you got the back end turn and all the running backs are gone and all and of a sudden your seven running backs out. got taken before you yeah. know and that's kind of what i was what was was hoping is conveyed in the sense of when you're drafting these players don't get caught up on the on you know when i'm when i'm drafting yeah. I want Aaron Rodgers, I want DK Metcalf, and I want Derrick Henry, my my first three. Yeah. You you have to understand, you have to draft you know, position, not player, going into it when you're playing. Yeah. You can say, I want to go running back, running back, receiver, receiver. You can't go, I want yeah. Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara, Stephon, because... If you, if you focus on that, that's usually when you wind up shooting yourself in the foot. Come mid draft. Yeah. When you enter the fourth, fifth, you sixth get a guy round. like Huey who Be- throws a yeah. fucking wrench in your system round two because he wanted so Travis Kelsey round two. Now you're like, what the fuck? Everyone started going on a tight end tear. Yeah. And you're over here sitting like, uh, so can I draft you? Can't make half the third yeah. rounder. That, that, that's another thing that triggers these reactions is if you go with a set strategy and you're that guy that takes a quarterback really early on, you could initiate a quarterback run. And if thus solidifying if, if your you, next yeah, pick, if you don't want part of that quarterback run, that gives you the opportunity to then get a top-notch wide receiver. Even though you went into the draft thinking I'm taking a running back here. Now, with that being said, I know I mentioned it. Patrick Mahomes did have that the season where he was putting like 60 points a game. Yeah. Typically, 
your first three players should be a skill player, running back, receiver, and if we if there was an elite tight end available, yeah. like what Zach Ertz was, like what George Kill was, like what Zach yeah. was Travis Kelsey was, then you could talk them too. Yeah. But typically your first three rounds are the meat score the point scores, the running backs, the receivers. Yeah, you you're not typically chasing a quarterback. Uh when you brought up the I'm not sure oh, that dick here that, that goes one on one with a kicker. <laughs> and really just fuck people Mar- up. Marge Simpson. You ever see that Simpsons episode? Oh, God. She drafted nothing but kickers because it's called football. I believe you mean Eric. <laughs> no, that, Eric that was actually my point that I was going to get to with Mahomes. Uh, that year, he a- had absolute absurd numbers the whole year. It was the MVP. Oh, yeah. Do you know who drafted him? Eric. Eric. He drafted him late in the draft, which is usually where you can find a steal at quarterbacks if you're not chasing currently... The Lamar Jackson, the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allen. So that's where I was going to go too. And you can find uh, a Tom Brady, an unretired Tom Brady. I typically, you know, and that's where I was going to go with the back half of the draft. Not necessarily the last few spots. I say the last spots that matter, which is usually like the 10, 11, 12. Because after that, that's when you're just really reaching. You're throwing shit at the. You know, nine times out of 10, the people you draft the last three to four rounds, you're dropping and picking up different people once you've analyzed stuff or or, or moves have been made. Those are your hit misses. You know, yeah. So when I I say back end of the draft, I mean like 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, those kind of last spots where you can still get players. Yeah. I typically don't like to draft quarterbacks early unless they start going on a tear and I'm not confident with how I've drafted. Typically, what I'll do is I'll do all my my skill players, my tight ends, my defense. Usually, sometimes, yeah, depending on. But typically, I'll do all position my position players and try to get a serviceable backup for that position. So, like, if I get two receivers, I want a third guy in case, and that's when I'll start kind of grabbing quarterbacks. And my reason is, a lot of people are quick to throw out early picks on the Josh Allens, the Patrick Mahomes, the Lamar Jacksons, the Tom Brady's now. Yeah. But realistically, you there's don't so many exactly, there's so many yeah. quarterbacks in the league. You you don't you don't want to make your quarterback your number 1 point scorer. No. Granted, he might be the number 1 point scorer on your team. If he ends up that way, that's but, fine. But your draft yeah. strategy yeah, should not be yeah. my number 1 guy. Is my quarterback. Yeah, and they, they will be because quarterbacks they, they score the most. The most. But that being said, there's a tier-based system, and most quarter most quarterbacks are going to outscore a running back on any given day, even on a bad team. Yeah. A Baker Mayfield yeah. is going to outscore Darnold might a James put up Conner. 25 points yeah. still. But but the severity and the need at those positions, you're going to want a James Conner exactly. over a Baker the Mayfield. The spread... Of, of a, the spread for available quarterback and serviceable quarterbacks yeah. opposed to serviceable running backs is and receivers is so different that you want to get that number one at running back, that number one at receiver, and then that top 10 or 15 at quarterback. Yeah, I took Tom Brady last year. Did I think he was going to end up as a top five quarterback? No. no. You were hoping for a top 15 to yeah. a top 10. I took him as a safe Pick. Yeah, it's a safety net. He is an old guy, so that was the only concern I had. Because if, if I'm but not I, mistaken, you had Josh Allen too, right? I had Joe Burrow. Joe I had Burrow, Joey right. Burr because yeah, someone dropped him. I forget who I picked behind him. Yeah. No, I picked Trevor Lawrence behind him. Yeah. But the, So the reason I did Tom Brady, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence was a rookie with upside, and Brady was a proven veteran. Even if Brady declined and gave me just that 
eight to fifteen quarterback range. That's all I. That's what I was expecting, and what I what I had built my team to handle. Yeah, and that's what I think the best strategy is. Don't reach for that number one quarterback. Reach for that number one running back, and realize that it's easier to fall back on a different on a hell. You can stream quarterbacks sometimes for a few weeks if if you need, because typically within the first three weeks, you'll see a quarterback who is either a free agent or you can get for a steal. Yeah. You know, whereas running backs, no one moves. So, all right, let's throw positions completely out the window. Missionary. I want to bring up uh, a different type of draft strategy, and that's completely ignoring positions altogether. And what that is is tier-based drafting. Oh, God. You know what I mean? So when you break down in tiers, the best example I can give is the tight end tiers. Oh, yeah. Uh, If you're in a 12-team league, the top 12 tight ends are going to be considered tight end ones. Now, just because they finished in the top 12 doesn't necessarily mean they're a tier one tight end. A tier one tight end is going to be your Travis Kelsey, your Mark Andrews, and then fringe Maybe a Kittle and a Waller. And then when you step down to that tier two, but I feel like we're forgetting you're going to be going after the Gronks. You're going to be going after the Ertz. You know what I mean? You're going to be going after the next... The Giuseckis. The, the Giuseckis, not this year. You hate Giuseckis. Yeah, this no, year. No, this year. This year. I'm, I'm all on this year. Out. But last <laughs> year, he's, he was all right. Last year, he, so was, he was a top five. When I, when, top five in that position. This is where the tiers come And this come is what in. I'm saying. So tiers. tier one, these guys are putting up 10 to 15 points a game. Tier two, when it drops down, you're looking at five to eight points a game. I'd say... That's a big fall off. With potential you, to 10 yeah, to 12. Potential doesn't win you games. But when you look at tier-based drafting, that tier one tight end, you're going to have to go after in the first two, three, four rounds. When it shifts into that tier two, those tier two guys, you don't have to take in four, five, six because they're the next best tight end available. You can get them in that six, seven, eight range. So when you base when you base your draft off the tier rankings, you don't reach for a player. You're not taking a player way above ADP because you need that position. Uh, tier-based drafting helps you analyze the draft as it unfolds in front of you so like i said you don't reach for a player yeah you know so you're not so for those of you yeah to and correct me if i'm wrong because yeah. I'm, I'm doubling it down for myself and and for you know fgt nation yeah basically opposed to positions you're just taking players in in tiers you know yeah. rich middle class lower class we'll exactly. use that. and you're looking at what draft what round we are in yeah versus what player if, if you know we're in the third round, what players are still available from tier one? Yeah, and then once tier one is it's gone, demolished, then gone. we're gonna look at tier two players. Yeah, exactly. So from you, you might end up with three running backs, three receivers, and a quarterback, but you have all players who are projected to be top of their yeah, fucking position, exactly, and all putting up hot so, yeah. so which. Which so I, I would say if you break it break it down that way, mine's almost a hybrid of a it, positional. Yeah. I just wanted tier. to give it different wording. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So so when you break it down to like it. classes, when you've got a rich class, social studies, a, a middle class, and and a low, low income class. class, if you will, 
the when Jack Doyle class, when, yeah. if we may. When you're in the, the rich stratosphere of those one, two, three, four rounds, you're not going to be reaching because you're panicking that you don't have a tight end or you're panicking that your running yeah. back depth isn't You get to deep. round seven, you're you, not forget, you, rich. you forgot to get your second yeah, receiver. You're not going to reach from the rich class into the middle class and try to pull someone up. When you can essentially take another rich player and then when you get into the next round, they're probably still going to be there for you to grab. Now, I don't know if I ever told you this, Yeah. So I'm gonna, but I want to speak from experience because I know people in our league have done it as well. I'm sure you've done it. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things I want to harp on is if you make a mistake, yep. let's say you forget which round you're in and you draft the wrong position. Eric. Um, no, so that's wrong person. <laughs> Funny story. In our league this past year, yep. I actually meant to take running back, receiver, running back, receiver. Yep. I went running back, receiver, receiver, running back. Because I, f- I thought we were in the second round, not the third round. Ah. So, for example, that would have been a prime opportunity if I had not had a proper draft strategy and had been picking player by player or had said, I'm doing this position and then that this position. position. specific. That, that could have potentially set my whole team off in the early rounds. Yeah. Fourth round, it would have fucked me up. Yeah, it would have spiraled. It just spiraled me. Because I, I, I'll, I'll never forget, I ended up taking, I wanted DeAndre Swift. I didn't take DeAndre Swift. No, you didn't. Because you did, and that's when I went, oh, fuck. I meant to get a running back. Because that's when I realized running back. So I forget who I got stuck with on the next round. Or, no, did I, did I trade you Swift? You trade. I was going to wait until that's you were done. I didn't it want It wasn't Swift. Swift. It was a tight end, and you did it to Huey. You coaxed him into Gronk. Not in the third round. No, no. No, that was third, it was the fourth round. No, so I'm saying, no, for the third round, I fucked up. I wanted to take a running back right after that. I forget. It was, uh, it was... Eckler, actually. Yeah. Because Eckler went in the beginning of the fourth, I think. No, he went in the second. Then who the fuck was it? You were all fucked up. Um, I don't have the draft strategy. Regardless of who it was, if we look it up, I meant to take a running back that was still available in the third, and I didn't because I, I, I got too excited with a receiver and fucked up the times, and I flipped them. And it was a clear-cut way that I could have totally just messed up. Sean's looking for me right now to see what the draft was. But... Because I said I'm just going to focus on best positions available for points, I didn't panic. I had a good draft strategy, said a couple fuck yous to myself for being so stupid, and I moved on. All right, so y'all picks last year went Derrick Henry, DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, DeAndre Swift, then DJ Moore. Okay, so I didn't mean to take Jefferson when I did. Yeah. Let me see this real quick. Sorry. Yep. Let's see. It caused a bunch of static. Yeah, we're moving a bunch of stuff. What color? It's green, correct? Yeah. So, if I remember correctly, I actually meant to take Josh Jacobs or Chris Carson. So, and then I went, oh shit, why did I go with a receiver when I meant to do a running back? Because, not that I didn't believe in DeAndre Swift, and I thought Justin Jefferson was a bad choice. Yeah. I got so excited with Justin Jefferson still being available in the third round. I went, oh my god. It took him. I wanted to be running back heavy just because, like I said, you tend to want to favor running backs. Because they're, they're tight end the tier is, one is, a, is a premium because the lack of talent for fantasy purposes in that position 
running back falls into that category because of injuries and and the pretty fall much just, off yeah. of tier one to tier two gap of points. I would say yeah. is probably the most dramatic positionally. You're gonna go from the Christian McCaffrey, the Derrick Henry, the Devin Cooks, the top tiers, which can get you on. They're gonna get you over twenty easily. Yeah, they're getting you sometimes thirty to, to forty. Yeah, depending on the depending on your league, your explosiveness. Whereas the next step down from that yeah. is like a fifteen twenty. So which I still would, isn't bad. I would consider that a tier one A tier one yeah. B. I think what. But you I meant feel like was, receiver yeah. is more. I feel like receiver your one is gonna get you that twenty five to thirty, but your two. You know, your, your, your two is still going to get you that 20 to 25 or 20, that 20 with the potential of 25 to 30. So I'm more comfortable going with a, with a receiver two or a B tier receiver yeah. or a two tier receiver than I am going with a, a two tier running back, if that makes any more sense. I, got, I get what you're saying. Um, the only thing is, is when you break it down into tiers, I know what you're saying, but the tier drop off isn't one to two. Because tier one is in a class of its own. It, it's the Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan yeah. Taylor, Derrick Henry. It's a very small tier. Tier two is your DeAndre Swift, your Austin Eckler, your Nick Chubb. Those type of guys, which are extremely reliable. They're going to get you points. They might win you games. The tier three drop-off is what I like to call the RB dead zone. Well, and I, so I guess I'm explaining it wrong. I feel like the amount of running backs... Is less so that the tier, there's less people per tier. The running back, like for example, the, the receiver tier will have a you know not will can sometimes have two players from one yeah, team. That, whereas running backs, Thielen and Diggs or the Metcalf and Lockett. Yeah. Whereas a running back might not, or a team might might not even have a running back in the top two tiers. Yeah. So that's why for me the the uh, the available talent is is there's just more available at receiver. Yeah. So with running back, I tend to f- want to stay in that higher tier early on. Yeah. So when you say you want to stay in that higher tier early on, referring to running backs, I think another way to break it down would be if you're in a 12-team league and you have two running back spots, you're going to need a top 24 running back. There's really logistically exactly. only 32 starting running backs in the entire league. And not all of them are good. No. When you compare that to wide receivers, when you could have three sets on the field at any given time, you're looking at 90-plus receivers that could give you good upside. Uh, Obviously, not every one of them are good. So in your league, you only need 24 out of a potential 90 receivers to choose from. Opposed to 24 out of 32. 32. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why running backs are always a premium in drafts. And don't, I'm not telling you to fade running backs after a certain grouping of running backs, you know, go off the board based on how your draft's playing out. Based but once on you're looking at your Chris Carson, looks like, yeah. <laughs> but even Chris Carson, dude, I mean, last year he was hurt. He wasn't the Chris Carson we got used I never, to. But I, I was going to take him. He's always been serviceable. I was going like to take a, him strictly because he was consistent. Yeah, exactly. That's all. Like you done. said, he gets four yards. He looks slow doing it. He's not explosive. Yeah, but he'll get you points. He's the tr- he is your true if you if you go with a one A one B. Yeah, he is your true definition one B running back. Yeah, All right. he's so- never gonna get you twenty five. <laughs> he's never gonna get you fifteen. He gets you yeah. twenty every fucking time. Yeah. I wish he would get me twenty every time. But all right, so now that we've rambled on, probably confused the fuck out of you. 
talking about like different ways we'd attack the draft in standard leagues. Uh, we're gonna switch it up. Uh, a, a, Remix. Yeah. What? A completely different way to attack a draft, and it's a whole nother strategy. Is when you're in a super flex league or a two quarterback league. Ooh. When I say super flex, it's referring to a standard league with a regular flex is running back wide receiver some of them are wanting back wanting back <laughs> okay, <laughs> running <laughs> running back wide Hunting receiver rabbits. tight end a super flex is you can play a quarterback there as well which essentially is a two quarterback league now we had just talked about running backs and how they're a premium because there's 32 teams you're drafting 24 to be in starting lineups and not all of them are good now like you've said multiple times there's only one quarterback on the field at a time per team. So that's 32 quarterbacks. 24 are going to come off the board. Everyone needs a backup for bye weeks. That aside, this changes your draft strategy drastically. Because if you're in a super flex or a dual quarterback league, you're going to be attacking quarterbacks extremely early and violently fast. I've been in one... Uh, Two, actually, two two quarterback leagues. Two, 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 two. And... Two, 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 yeah, junior. And the first time I was in one, I didn't... I approached it like a regular draft. And, and I was fucking... You. I was fucking stacked everywhere outside a fucking quarterback. Unfortunately, the highest point... Unfortunately, the highest point players are... So that's a... Like, dude, if you're I, going I, with a super flex... I had Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara on the same team. Did nothing. I, I didn't even sniff the playoffs because my starting quarterbacks at that point in time were Ben Roethlisberger and Mitch Trubisky, and Brock probably Osweiler. Exactly. You know what I mean. So my point with that was that I was gonna make was if you're in a super flex, that that completely uproots your whole draft process. Yeah. You have to understand that at that point, not only do quarterbacks become a a position skill player. Yeah. They become the most important. For the fact that quarterbacks are the are the they're, they're the one that the are throwing the ball, getting the touchdowns, can run it. Yeah. They can potentially score the most points. Yeah. So with that being said, I haven't been in a two quarterback league. I've helped some friends with it though, and I've seen some some yeah. funky shit with it. And I've done like mock ones just for fun. You as much as as much as I hate pulling the trigger on quarterbacks early, yeah. you have two options. Quarterback or quarterback. Well, no, not even <laughs> that. So your, your your two options are, you you bite the bullet early and you draft out the gate a Patrick Mahomes, a Lamar Jackson, a Josh Allen. I would say, in my opinion, a Joe Burrow and a Justin Herbert. Yeah. A guy that's just gonna come out and fucking sling it. I throw in Kyler Murray in there. Kyler too. Murray. Yep. I forgot about him. I you know even for this season probably Derek Carr. Yeah. If that if it's a two quarterback league, he becomes a premium because he's a guy that's gonna come and sling it. If you can go out and get you a top tier quarterback this year then you can uh, you can then afford to focus on other positions for for you know two to three more you know drafts because then you can fill out the running backs the receivers and then add your second quarterback who's maybe because at that point everyone else if they didn't do what you did they'll be doing what what i'm explaining next so you'll be picking someone regardless you can you know rely on a young up and comer like I could have done a Tom Brady Trevor Lawrence it would have sucked but yeah something like that pair up the the, the the guaranteed veteran with the young guy yeah you know but if you don't get that guaranteed number one in that that one A tier of MVP caliber then unfortunately probably your second and third draft 
pick or your third and fourth rounds are going to both be quarterbacks because you have to go with two guys who can do it, might not, you know, always do it, you know, but but could. So those are going to be like your, I don't want to say Carson Wentz because he had a weird season last year. Your, but your Jimmy G's, your Ryan Tannehill's, your guys that, your Ryan Fitzpatrick's when he played, the guys that, you know, James Winston could be put on yeah. that category. They're going to have the bad games, they're going to have the good games. Unfortunately, you're going to need two guys like that then if you don't get the top tier because if one of them has a bad game, you need the good game to offset it. See, I'm going to cut you off. I had just done a best ball draft the other night. And you, when guys, you talked you about. You guys compared ball? <laughs> When you talked about the third, fourth round for like a Carson Wentz or a Jimmy G. Even that's a stretch. That's a fucking stretch. Because do you want to know who went with the last pick in the second round in this draft? Who? After everyone was off the board? Trey Lance. Yeah, It's not even a guarantee that Trey Lance is the starter in San Francisco. So, so essentially your top three picks yeah. are, are going to have to be yeah. two quarterbacks. You have to choose And it's either going to be one and three or two and three. And that's going to boil yeah. down to, in my opinion... Are you in the top five picks of your draft? Yeah. And because if I am, if I'm top five in my draft, I'm taking one of those five quarterbacks. No, see, I'm not. What You're I'm not. doing, if I'm if I'm top five, I'm I'm taking the Derrick Henry. I'm taking the. Um, do, you, do you want me to tell you where Derrick Henry went in the Super? Probably like Super, fifth round, fourth round. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone just just snap quarterbacks. So yeah. what I want to do is I want to be the guy that can grab a top tier player off someone else. Yeah. First, and then in my second and third, I'd probably be happier. I'd probably be that happy guy slinging the Ryan Tannehill and the Kirk Cousins out there. Yeah. I don't necessarily need the number one quarterback, and then a, a, a guy with him. Yeah. I'd be fine having top positional players with two damn good quarterbacks who could potentially have big games. Just, just so you know, Tannehill and Cousins didn't even make it back to the turn in the second round. Really. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I would like, do. The, I would the kid the that draft in the him, second round. Took, I would then yeah, take. He took Josh Allen first, and then when the draft completed and it circled around and came back to him, he took Trey Lance because everyone else was already off the board. That's why Superflex, depending on who you're drafting with, obviously you know who you're drafting with better than we do, so it's hard to predict these things. But you should really focus on getting a quarterback early. Um, like you said, Derrick Henry, I had told you that he went in the fourth round. Yeah. So where you feel comfortable and you want that positional piece, I would still suggest grabbing a top 12 quarterback yeah. in the first round and then filling in the roster and then maybe taking a hopeful starter. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know so what I mean? So I guess one thing I'm going to stress is, you had kind of mentioned it, if you're drafting in this league, know the people you're drafting. Yeah. You've got to know who you're drafting with. Uh, a super, you know, a standard league, it, you know, it doesn't matter if you're changing full PPR, half PPR, yeah. whatever. That's fine to do random people with because that's a very straightforward draft. Yeah. If you're doing something like a super flex where you're running multiple quarterbacks and you're throwing some kind of wrench in the system, that's a, that's one that I'll tell you, you're not going to really have a good time with if it's random people yeah. because you're not you going to know how to draft. You're no. not going to know how to game plan. And all of you are going to be running around like a bunch of monkeys trying to fuck coconuts. Yeah. It's like just in, not going to work. In our personal league, uh, Huey. I, I've run it for the last Fucking five years. Huey. I, I know how you draft. I can expect certain players coming to the turn. Like if I'm, let's say I'm at like the, the, the sixth pick and there's 
eight players that got to go off the board before it comes back to me, and I see someone in that eight player range, and you're behind me. I know for a fact that play is not coming back to me because you love them as much as oh, yeah. I do. So I know how you draft. Just like when we talk about like a Joey Nelson, I know he loves his wide receivers. So I really don't have to worry about is this running back going to make it back to me because chances are he's not going to touch Joe Mixon. He's going to take Jamar Chase. Or a perfect example, too. I had Huey behind me last draft. He's someone that you specifically need to know him because he doesn't draft anything like how the pros say to how any paperwork might prepare you for. So for me, I really had to look at it individually. Is this running back versus this receiver someone that he is more likely to take or not come the term? So that's when it boils down to when you start getting into these intense leagues where you're looking at more than just positions and rankings, you're factoring in additional you know yeah. xyz's that's when you really want to make sure you know before you venture out get comfortable with this draft yeah this strategy and this draft version with people you know so it just takes less stress out for you because yeah. then you're focusing on your draft strategy and what the fuck is kyle 17 gonna do out in indiana yeah because it he joined the league it doesn't randomly. really work all right let's uh let's move on from draft strategies let's uh Let's take a quick break, fight each other again. I feel, I'm feeling a boxing match. We're going to go bare knuckle? Or do you we're running low on body oil. All right, well, let's make our own. Ooh. On further review and looking at how much time we've put into this, uh, we are going to hold off on talking about uh, different things you can do with your league and trades that have recently happened. Uh, Moses wanted to touch on a couple of trades, the Cleveland trade. Um potential trades. I We're going to wait. Yeah. We're going to wait on that. I wanted to go over I'd also like uh, to give them a chance to, to give this episode because we just threw a lot of information at them. Like we said before, our DMs, our PMs, our AMs, all of them, message on the, comment on the link, whatever you want. Ask any questions you have because we really want to get people into fantasy. I have a lot of friends I know that are scared to get into fantasy. So that's also why I want to do this episode to break it down for them. I want people playing fans. It's fun, okay? We couldn't play professional. God damn it. We're still going to have our own teams. All right, so now that Moses is not going to cut me off again, uh, the, the next episode he's going to touch on trades, and I'm going to touch on different types of leagues you can run, not just like a, a, a dual quarterback or a standard, but he had brought up a couple of things to my attention, like a vampire league, a popcorn draft league. Shit like that, we'll go over, we'll break down in depth. Hopefully it'll be an exciting episode. Listen, next time you'll know what those terms mean. Yeah. All right, have a good one, FGT. See ya. Sterilize so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir.